ready for true happiness, for deep fulfillment, for feeling alive, on purpose, and in control of your life again, it's time to be the bold, brilliant, beautiful woman you were born to be. Welcome to the Purpose Girl Podcast. I'm women's happiness and life purpose expert, Karen Rockhunt, and I'm going to teach you how to live on purpose, feel alive, and be happy in every aspect of life. I'm going to get real about my life and interview women who are living on purpose so that you can finally live yours. Welcome to the show. Hello, 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 Purpose Girls. So years ago, before I came to you and started the Purpose Girl podcast, years before I was on national radio here in the United States, I was terrified terrified to listen to myself on any recording. I just thought I sounded like crap. I thought my voice stunk. I would say to myself, what do I have to say anyway? Right here I was a woman with a dream of empowering other women, but I lacked confidence to be able to do it. My brain just kept telling me, who do I think I am? Nobody wants to listen to you. Your voice is so nasally. My grandfather would always say that my mom and I sounded so alike. And I'm like, she has the most nasally voice. So there's no way I could ever create a recording that someone would want to listen to. And of course, that only held me back for years. Until, of course, as you all know, I was robbed at gunpoint and said, it doesn't matter how I sound. I have something to say. The key, though, is being able to build our confidence, being able to walk forward. Maybe you're not confident, but you kind of pretend that you are. And that's why today's episode of the Purpose Girl podcast is all about how to become your most confident self. And my guest expert today is the perfect person to share this with us, to teach us. So let me introduce you to Angel Johnstone. Angel is a writer of erotica and short stories, and she creates confidence-building programs and events for women. She molds together her diverse background and experiences with her love of personal development strategies to help others grow. With a list of her own quote-unquote failures a mile long, she knows that every new beginning is the gift of an opportunity to move past shame, disappointment, and fear. Angel's brilliance comes from her background as a teacher, a performer, a writer, a corporate project manager, and a public servant, and of course, being a mom. And she has an incredible story of how being a mom was what shifted her into creating her brilliance and putting it out in the world. She is still time crunched, but not as stressed. And therefore, she started the website and Facebook page, Confidence is Catchy. She brings inspiring ideas and confidence-building resources together. In an effort to help give back to her community, Angel uses her love of public speaking and performance to inspire women to come out of their comfort zone. She's direct, down-to-earth, and practical, and you are going to love her. Angel Johnstone helps women who are searching for no-nonsense solutions to find fun ways to grow. So Angel, you are all about helping women feel more confident to change the world together. I'm so excited to have you here on the Purpose Girl podcast. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Mm-hmm. So Angel, let's back up because you were a teacher, you were in corporate, and from what you shared, it was really being a mom that helped you to shift and really create the life that you desired. Talk to us a little bit about your own journey to this point. Well, what's interesting, Karen, is becoming a mom was um, one of those like 
moments in my life that was the most powerful. That's when I felt the most powerful. I was able to advocate for myself with my OBGYN in the hospital as I was in labor based on you know, what position I was in, what medication I wanted to have, mm. how I wanted to have this child, and all of the decisions that happened within that moment. And I, in, in having that baby, nine pounds, no drugs. Oh my goodness, um, woman. Yeah. Okay, incredible. <laughs> and they were pushing the Bravo. drugs, let me tell you, they do. They do, they, they want you on all yeah. that stuff because then they have control. Yeah. Um, and I was like, no, this is my, this is my journey. I'm going to do this my way. And, mm. um, and that was a very empowering moment to be able to, to not listen to the, to the guy, right. The guy OBGYN who was telling me, well, you're going to be in labor longer if you don't do it this way. Mm. And you know, this is the best position because you know, this works for us. It's not about you. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and you know, you're not going to dilate fast enough if you don't take the drugs that we're giving you. And I'm like, wow. I can't believe on those drugs. It's not going to work for me. Wow. And I literally at one point had said to him, I will rip the IV out and have this child in the parking lot. Stop <laughs> what to do. And I bet you could have, Angel. I mean, and I, really I would have. I, I absolutely at that moment would have. And that right. wasn't like the, that wasn't, I wasn't stressed. I was just like, I know what I'm doing. My body knows what to do everybody back off me. (laughs) Wow. And in that moment, and then when obviously when my son came out and it was, it was over and I had done it, you know, Frank Sinatra my way. Mm -hmm. um, I was like, so connected to my power. And that was such a pivotal moment for me to, to be able to say, you know, I took control of that situation. This is so powerful because whether you're a parent or not, we all have those situations where the quote unquote authority is telling us what to do as if they know better than our inner knowing. And a woman's gift is her intuition, right? That's a feminine power, but we come to not trust it in our very kind of toxic masculine world that tells us, and and it's not just men who are telling us this, right? They're just authorities, whether it's a boss or whether it's a parent who try to tell us, do it this way, but we know better. And how powerful that you maintained your truth and spoke your voice. So that sounds like the most powerful experience someone could have. It was amazing. It really was because I I left, um, and and you're right, there were were female nurses that were... um, one of them in particular was terrible. Um, and I kept saying, you know, I need to sleep. I need to rest. You need to leave me alone. Stop checking my blood pressure. My heart's not pumping out of my chest. Everything's fine. Mm. Everybody here is fine. And they insisted on, you know, monitors and this, that, next thing. And they insisted on pain medication that I said, my body knows what to do. I don't need that. And they insisted on trying medication to speed up delivery. And I was like, I don't know what rush you have, but <laughs> I don't have anywhere else to go. <laughs> mm, yeah. You're like, I, I, I'm good. I'm good. And, and my body knows what she's doing. Right. Let it just be what it started. We, we uh, basically, I said, you, we did what you wanted to start this off. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Let me do the rest. This is incredible. So and how, how it, was, it was, it was really powerful. Wow. So, so you have this incredible experience and now you empower women to be more confident. So one of the things that we know from research, Angel, is that women statistically are less confident than men. 
right? Whether it's research studies done on aspiring doctors, aspiring nurses, people in business, it's been shown that women are just as competent, but less confident. So what do you notice about women's confidence and why we're in this place? And then we'll get into what we can do about it. I think the biggest thing I've noticed is that women seem to think confident is a thing they're supposed to have. Mm. Meaning that it's a, it's a noun. <laughs> it's a person, place, or thing, right? And I would suggest otherwise. I would say that it should really be called confidencing, that Ooh. it's a verb, that it's something we do, it's something we practice, it's something we screw up, um, and that we have to give ourselves permission to get back on that bike and ride it again. Even oh. when we spin our knees. Yes. Angel, this is so good. I've never heard anyone describe it this way. This is what makes you so great at teaching women confidence. It is a verb and it's practicing and it's failing with it and coming back together. You're right. Because when we think, oh, I either have confidence or I don't, we have that fixed mindset about it. Then if we aren't confident, we won't take a step forward. But if you're just practicing confidence or you allow yourself to fail at confidence and then come back to it, then we can keep taking steps forward. Right, right. It's not an end destination because we have <laughs> plenty of end destinations in our life. And the one that we are trying not to get to too fast is the one where we're buried underground. <laughs> and in the mm -hmm. meantime, mm -hmm. we have all these other opportunities to, to grow. And when we say, well, I need to have confidence in order to do that. Well, you have it. <laughs> it's just that you're not exercising it because you think you don't have enough of it. Mm. Well, how do you get enough? Hmm. You, it's the same way you're building any muscle. Right. The way to get enough of that muscle is to keep exercising it. And sometimes you're going to overstretch it. And sometimes you're going to be flabby. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> right. And sometimes you take a month off from exercising or six or six years. And then you can right. get back in, right? Then you go back to the gym. No shame in that. Exactly. Yeah. There's no shame in that. And that's the, I think that's when we get into our story, we tell ourselves a story of I'm not confident enough. Well, what is confident enough? I mean, confident enough for me might be completely different than confident enough for someone else who does something else for a living or does some other kind of work or does, has some other situation. I mean, I see women that have, that are advocates for children of theirs that have, you know, ADHD or they have learning disabilities or they have um, physical disabilities and they are confident in the realm of advocating for their children in a way that I don't think I could ever be, mm. right? So when you compare the confidence between people, I think that's where we get stuck because we look at another person, we go, wow, she's so confident. But we don't realize that confidence is situational. It's experiential. It's um, variable. It's not a thing. Right. It's something we do. That is so true. I mean, you're, you're dropping so many, it's like mic drop all, all over the place, Angel, as of course you would, because you're so incredibly wise. This idea that it's situational, right? I know when I was doing you know, very well in corporate America, I'm like, I was so confident in my work. I still am. But at the time, I couldn't have, you know, been in a relationship to save my life. <laughs> I had no confidence when it came to men, when it came to relationships, when it came to love. And so I, it was like, well, am I confident or I'm not? 
And it's, I love what you're saying. It's situational. And then we do, we look at someone else and it's so easy, whether it's Instagram or Facebook, or you're in a group with someone else or at work, you know, oh, they're so confident, but you don't know what's going through their mind where they're not. And right. so we can practice it. If you find an area, what I'm hearing you say is find an area where you are confident and maybe allow that to, to inspire you toward another. Right. Exactly. I, I mean, I have a, kind of a five pillar confidence program. And one of them is um, basically find your gifts, find the things that you do feel good about mm. and then building on that mm -hmm. because you've, you know, some people are great musicians and other people can't carry a tune, you know? And so, and that's okay. That doesn't mm -hmm. mean that they're not confident people they're <laughs> confident in this area or they're confident in another area. Angel. I mean, I mean, you are talking about me. I know it. So <laughs> I cannot carry a tune. That is for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so, and that's okay. That's yes. the thing. Like we get so wrapped up, like, you know, I have so many women and that's actually what started confidence is catchy because I had people come up to me and they're like, Oh, you're so confident. And I'm like, who are you talking to? Like, I literally look at them like, like, you know, that, that like face that you make when like that, you know, the dog looks at you, like, what are you saying? And right. they don't understand. Yeah. You're looking around like, is there someone else that they're talking to? Yeah. Right. Like, well, who are you talking about? And they're like you. And I'm like, well, why do you think that? And they're like, well, look at you, you know, you can get up and do public speaking and you can, and you do this and you can do that. I'm like, yeah, I can do those things, but that doesn't mean that I'm confident all the time mm. in every aspect of my life. Um, what, just think about that for a minute. If you had to leave your house and be absolutely confident in every single possible situation you had for the next waking 18 hours, let's say, you probably would not be willing to leave your house <laughs> because right. you don't even know what the next 18 waking hours is going to bring. Right. Right. So how could you possibly be confident in that situation? You won't know until you are in it. So true. So true. We have to be confident enough in our resourcefulness that we will be able to figure it out if we don't, if we aren't confident, right? Or we don't right. know. Exactly. Yeah. And that's the other thing. That's the other thing I, I love to tell people. Is, you know, people say to me, I, I'll go to, I, I think same things all the time, like, oh, you know, I'm, that's not my wheelhouse. That's not my background. I don't know much about that. Mm. But I've changed my internal language. I don't say to myself, I'm not confident in that. I just say, I don't know that yet. Mm. It's not that I can't learn it. I can learn anything. Right. Eventually. I mean, it might take me until I'm, you know, 94 to learn it. But that doesn't mean it's not possible for me to learn it. And therefore, I can just say, yeah, that's not my wheelhouse today, but um, bring it. Let's learn it. I mean, I wanted to learn sign language forever, forever. And I'm still not good, but at least I can fingerspell. Mm, <laughs> you know? like, yes. I know some signs. I know I can, I can, if somebody were stuck in a situation where they didn't know how to communicate with someone, I could, you know, tap a deaf person on the shoulder and, and say, my name is Angel. How can I help you? Um, and, and to me, that's, there's some empowerment right there, right? That I can help yes. when help is needed. And you, and that's the other thing. I don't need to know every sign in order to help someone else. Mm. Just like I don't need to be competent in all areas in order to shine a light 
for someone else. Exactly. Exactly. Because each of us has our own gifts, as you said, and we each have our own light to shine. This is so beautiful though. The word yet, right? Talk about a confidence booster that, you know, if we look at Carol Dweck's work in mindset, Carol Dweck from Stanford, how we can have this fixed mindset. Well, I just, I'm, I'm just not confident or I just, I just can't sign. I just don't know enough. And I love this concept of yet. If you add yet to any sentence, you suddenly have a jumping off point from which you can keep going toward any desire, any dream, anything that you want. It's so powerful to start boosting up your confidence. And the other thing I'm really struck by, Angel, is when you were talking about it's like building any muscle. When you go to a gym and you work out your arms, right? Or at least this is for me because you know, I haven't been in probably two months to the gym, but when it's like, if I go back and I work out my arms, my arms will be in pain the next day because I've oh, yeah. down the muscle, right? So right. sometimes what happens, and I would love to hear from you and your expertise here. Sometimes what happens is we haven't exercised our confidence in a while, or we haven't done a desire in a while, and then we do it, but then we're in pain or then it falls apart or then we fail. And then we think, oh, see, I can't do that. But maybe that's just like the muscle that's breaking down before it can grow stronger. Absolutely. Um, I, you, you've got me beat. It's been a lot longer than two months for me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a lot longer. Um, I, my, I am fluffy at this point. Um, and that's okay. And, and here's the thing, like, again, at any moment I could choose that I'm not okay with being fluffy mm. and that I would rather be unfluffy and I can do something different. And then yes, I will be in abject misery for about two days mm-hmm. after I go back to the gym because it's been far too long. And sometimes when we are practicing our confidencing, I'm going to encourage everyone to put ing on the I end of that it. word. Um, when we're practicing our confidencing, sometimes we do it and we're like, oh my God, that was amazing, right? Mm-hmm. I can't believe I stepped out of my comfort zone. I can't believe that happened. I can't believe that opportunity came for me. I can't believe I said what I said. Yes, yes. And then the next day we wake up and we go, oh. Oh, what did I do? <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> and we, we shrink back. Oh yeah. And then we think, I can't ever do that again. When really, right, that's just meaning that you need, need a minute to rest. The muscle's tired. Mm-hmm. Just rest and let yeah. it be. And you did what you did, and it was amazing when it happened. But that doesn't mean you have to keep that level of intensity. Right. And when you talk about training, any good trainer will tell you that changing your intensity in your training is good for your muscles. Right. And this is no different. One day you're going to work your legs. The next day you're going to work your arms. The next day you're going to work your glutes. The next day you're going to work something else. And then you're going to take a day of rest. Because yeah. if you don't, you're going to fall apart three days from now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And what's so interesting, this is such a great analogy, because whenever a body part hurts after the day after the gym, I feel awesome. I'm like, oh, yeah, I really worked that one. I'm so awesome. And we don't do that with confidencing in other aspects. And so what a beautiful opportunity to hear that when you have that, oh God, you know, and shrinking back, oh, that's the same. You should feel awesome about that feeling. 
because that is the same feeling as your muscles hurting the next day. And so right. you know that you are growing, you know that you're building, and you know that you've done something successful. Right. And I think a lot of times we get really caught up in the outcome. And I know we do mm -hmm. that at the gym and we do that in life. Mm -hmm. And I just had a conversation with somebody on uh, last evening, actually, very successful person in his realm, um, real estate in New York City, not an easy thing to, to be successful in, let's just be honest. Right. But he also had another thing that he had done, an artistic endeavor. And he was telling me, he was like, I don't feel confident right now. And I said, why? I said, well, he's like, well, the, the, the artistic thing that I did didn't take off quite the way I thought it would. Hmm. I'm not where I want to be with it. And I said, well, and again, again the wonderful word yet um, came into play. And I said, well, just because you're not there yet doesn't mean it wasn't worthwhile. Did you enjoy it? Oh, yeah, yeah, we had a great time. I said, are other people enjoying it? Oh, yeah, we get good, we're getting good reviews on it. Yeah, everything's, everything's good. It's just not, we haven't reached this money number in his mind, mm. I guess, that we had. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay. And why does that impact the rest of you when everything else is good? Mm. It's one piece of the puzzle. It's not the whole picture, right? And so that's like going to the gym and working your legs. <laughs> And then waking up the next morning in pain and being like, oh my God, what did I do? And then looking in the mirror and being like, oh, well, forget it. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing happened. Right. My, my calves look the same or my thighs look the same. Right. And how often do we do that? Like, right. Of us do that, right? Like, it's, right. it's not happening fast enough. Well, you know, it may not be up to you how, how fast it happens. Right. It's only and up to us to keep confidencing. That's right. We just have to keep going and keep moving and keep moving forward and looking for other opportunities. And when it hurts, we take a, we take a nap yes. <laughs> or we drink some water or we get a Gatorade or whatever. And, um, and, and we, and we, we regroup and we just, okay, now what? Okay. Maybe I should work a different muscle group today because mm. you know, that one still achy. And, uh, we, we just get so caught up in a not there I'm not there, I'm not there, that we don't give ourselves credit for all the little successes along the way. And that's another thing I really stress with people is go back, right? Like when you're feeling like, oh, I, I don't know that I can do this anymore, whatever it is for you. Go back to the beginning and look at everything you have done. Because when I look at my journey in starting Confidence is Catchy, and I look at my notes, that's from, that's from like two years ago. I look at what, what was I trying to accomplish? What am I trying to build? What's my end goal here? Where do I want to be? What do I want to get out of this? And I look at, wow, I learned how to do YouTube. I learned how to build a YouTube channel and I learned how to make videos through live stream and I learned how to post those to YouTube. I learned how to make the piece that you need for YouTube, the, you know, the picture piece that goes on top. <laughs> yes. I learned how to do that. You, um, you've learned a lot more about YouTube than I have, woman. I'm saying I, I, bravo over here. <laughs> right. I, yeah. I learned how to do live streams. I learned how to, you know, get my phone to cooperate so that they yeah. came out looking, you know, not terrible. Um, <laughs> I, I figured out what to say. I figured out where to look when I didn't know what to say. Yes. Um, I figured out how to put together a conference, like not a huge mm -hmm. one, maybe 25 people. It wasn't amazing, but like 
fantastic. I, I put that together. Like yes. I have 25 people that left there that were like, holy crap, this was free. Right. Um, you had a purpose and- of inspiring confidence and you've taken so many steps. If we ask those 20, right, those 25 people are more, I'm sure we're more confident because of it. The people who watch right. you on YouTube, more confident, right? Absolutely. And so I learned how to build a website. I learned how to build an online program. Like just in the last, you know, month, I figured out how to get, you know, my website builder to build this online system. And I've linked it to PayPal and I didn't know how to do that before. I mean, like all these things that I did not know two years ago. Mm. And so now I'm like, wow, look how amazing I am that Mm. I didn't know that then. And I know that now. Wow. Wow. And now somebody else who asked me, how do I do this? Oh, you do this, you do this, you click here, you go there. You know what I mean? Like now I make it look easy, right? Because to them, it's still a mystery. But to me, oh, I, I got it. Now, if you sat me down next to one of the YouTube guys that my son loves to watch, who makes like, that's all they do all day is make YouTube videos and they do gaming videos and they integrate their screen with their game. And the, and then they've got cameras on them and their kids. And then they, <laughs> audio, they do all the video <laughs> on the back end. And they, you know, like that I mean, is amazing to me. I'm like, someday that would be awesome to do that, to do a gaming channel with my son. But like right now, I don't know how to do it, but like, I look at that and I go, okay, now I know where I'm headed. Yes. I love this so much, Angel. It's, you know, the idea that we can, we become more confident by looking back at what steps we have taken. No matter how quote unquote small you think they are, you have taken steps and it's where's the measuring stick. And it's very dangerous. I think it's very dangerous with confidence or any of with purpose. I mean, what I'm hearing you say is you, you're so clear on your purpose. And if you keep your measuring stick to your purpose, right. Of am I supporting people and being confident? Then it's not about if you've done a conference for 900 people, it's that you are inspiring people that you are shifting people's confidence. And so it's so dangerous when our measuring stick, and this is, this is something I have to work with my brain on all the time. Right, Angel and I met through a women's program where there were 900 women, and part of my brain wanted to be like, "See, you're a loser, Karen. You don't, you haven't done a conference for 900 women." But our mentor, who did this, has been doing this for 20 years. Right. So where is our measuring stick? And and continuously coming back and being proud of the steps that you have taken and letting that fuel your confidence. Right. And I'm sure you were doing like I was doing in that room of 900 women. I wasn't just taking in what she was teaching. Mm -hmm. I was taking a meta view. I was stepping back from time to time and going, okay, look at how she's got this organized and look at how she has this many people on her team in order to facilitate this. And look at how she's, you know, using these items, you know, flowers and tiaras and yes. (laughs) <laughs> all these things. I was like, wow, this is really fascinating. And I'm looking at the meta view of the whole program, mm. right? From a standpoint of like, okay, what bits and pieces of this translate to what I want to do mm. 20 years from now? Mm-hmm. And maybe it won't take me 20 years mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because now I have someone I'm modeling, yes. right? Yes. And so it might take 10,000 hours to become an expert as we've all heard, right? But if you're hanging around with an expert, rather than just floundering around on your own with nobody to follow, maybe it doesn't take 10,000 hours. Maybe right. it only takes five or four or two. Right, right. Because and that, mm. you don't know until you start doing it. 
That's right. But that's why it's so great to have a mentor, to be in in a group program with people who are ahead of where you are, because then you can start to expedite your learning and that will help build your confidence. Absolutely. So I know, Angel, you one of the things that you you have in your bio is that you've made hundreds of mistakes. Okay. And I think something that keeps women and probably men too, but from really feeling confident and moving forward is past mistakes, right? And so I Absolutely. know that you have a particular method for fear and shame and disappointment. So talk to us a little bit about what do we do with, with the shame of past failures or what do we do with the fear or disappointment of mistakes in order to turn that into confidence? <sighs> well, I think the biggest thing is that we need to own that those mistakes are all part of this journey that we're on. Mm. We, again, I think we get really hung up on the where I'm supposed to be Mm -hmm. question Mm -hmm. instead of where have I been. Hmm. And we look at each of those mistakes as proof. We take them, especially women, we take them as proof that we can't do something or that we're not good enough or we're not smart enough or whatever. And instead of looking at them as, well, I'm still standing, Hmm. right? I'm still here. And so what did it really prove? All it proved, that mistake proved, is that I can screw up and (laughs) still be here, right? I can still function. I can still wake up in the morning. I can still throw my pants on and go out the door and (laughs) do it again. And it so, proves that I can survive a mistake. I can handle I can rejection. I can handle right. failure. Yes, I love that. Right, right. So, like, instead of taking it as proof that we're not enough, it actually the converse, of, the opposite of that is true. It actually proves that you are enough to handle whatever the hell that was. Yes. I mean, I, when I say I've made hundreds of mistakes, this is not a lie. Um, this is not an exaggeration. I, there's probably there are probably a couple zeros missing in that number if you really think about it. <laughs> Me too. Because when I look back at my past, like I have been foreclosed upon, I have been bankrupt, I have been divorced, I have been uh, dumped like a hot potato by people I loved. I have been, you know, like I, I have crashed up a car. I have, you know, like there's like, you know, all these things. If I listed them on a piece of paper it would not be a resume I'd want to circulate. You see what I'm saying? (laughs) (laughs) And so, and I could take that as proof that I'm a loser and I could crawl back into a hole, right? Or I could say, well, you know what? Yes, I have lost a house to foreclosure as many other good, hardworking people have done. Mm -hmm. But I also rebuilt my credit from scratch Mm. and now have a better credit score than most people. Yes. I have also been able to purchase a house again and keep that house and maintain that mortgage payment. I've also been able to get a job after being let go in the field that I was let go in. Yes. So like it was not the end of the path, you know, and even if it was the end of that path, another path will appear. There's always two. Yes. And, and it's really, which side of the story are we looking at? Exactly. And that, the side of the story that we look at, right? We, we know from the research that there is negativity bias. So we have a tendency to look at what's wrong. If you look at the mistake instead of that you got back up or you look at the failure instead of how you proceeded with courage, if you look at the foreclosure instead of the house that you bought, then you, you will feel unconfident. 
But if you look at how you came back up, if you look at how you kept going, if you look at the other side, that is the confidence booster. Right. And I think we, we just really need to give ourselves a break. And that's the thing I've said in my talks. You know, I say when people say to me, you're so confident. And I look around because I don't know who they're talking to. <laughs> um, and then I started asking other confident people, well, how did you get confident? And they would look at me the same way. What are you talking about? I don't know what you're talking about. I'm not that confident. Mm-hmm. Or agree. my life's a mess in some right. other area, right? People like this might look time. good. Yeah. yeah but or they tell me right, exactly. People will tell me all the time, I'm so confident or I'm so fearless. I'm like, uh, no. Okay, let's no. be very clear. Mm-hmm. I have tons of fear. I just take steps forward anyway. Right, right. And so so when I look at that and I and I and I say to people, I'm like, we are all just figuring this out. And we have to give ourselves the permission to say, I don't know that yet, or I don't know if I can do that, but I'm going to try. You have to give other people the permission to say, okay, you don't know that yet. You know, and and how many times are we looking for black and white answers in a gray world? Yes. We don't, we don't, we don't have, none of us us have them. (laughs) You are so right. There's a a reason there's more than one religion. There's a reason there's more than one song. There's a reason there's more than one person more than one brain, one more than one heart is because mm. each of us is a different combination. Yes. And so we can't say what's right or wrong for someone else. We only know ours. Right. And sometimes we don't even know ours. No, so much we don't know ours. And I think like, you, it's like- Probably the, most of the time. Right, most of the time. But we think that other people know. And we don't. We're all in this lifelong journey, taking one step at a time, Checking in with what fills us with joy or purpose, fulfillment, what would light us up and taking a step and giving it a try and then fail or make a mistake or succeed, then take the next step. And then sometimes too, we think we're, we're winning, right? We think we're succeeding. Hmm. And we get to the thing that we think was the success. I know this happened for me in corporate and so many other people. Um, you get to what's considered successful and you go, oh God. I have to keep doing this. (laughs) Like literally I got to a point where I I was like, is this it? And Mm -hmm. I love that movie is um, as good as it gets. Mm -hmm. Um, Because that's the question. Like, what if this is as good as it gets? Right. Mm -hmm. You have to stop yourself and be like, wow, okay, I'm successful, but am I happy? Right. Quote unquote successful. Am I joyful? Mm. Am I exhausted? You know, it, it, it's it's the whole thing working or it's just this one piece working. Mm. And I know for me, I I literally stepped off a roller coaster career and and took a, you know, a job in in the um, government sector because I needed to like decompress Mm. (laughs) after 15 years of go, 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 go. Now my personality is go, 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 go. So it worked for me, right? It worked for me for 15 years. But then I got to that point where someone else took my kid to see Santa Claus, hmm. right? So my life changed. I became a mom and that changed how I stood in my power. And it also changed my priorities and it changed what I wanted to do. Hmm. And so it changed how I looked at that career of go, 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 go. 
Mm. And so I think so many of us, we spend our 20s and 30s with education and, and trying to get to this pinnacle of this career that we think we're supposed to have. <laughs> and then we have a family and then it changes. When they say it changes everything, it's not a lie mm. because it changes you. It changes how you show up and it changes how you want your life to look because now it's not just about you. Right. It's about somebody else. And it's such a powerful shift that it literally can take you in a whole other direction from the way you thought you wanted mm. to go. Mm. And I know for me, you know, I could have very easily worked my way as I did. I worked my way from literally entry level to upper middle management, um, you know, $100,000 salary came with an expectation that I was on at all times and that I was to do whatever I was told. Mm meaning that if this is the job, you will get it done, you will get it done, even if it's three in the morning. Mm. And um, you won't sleep for three days and you won't take your kids to Santa and you won't do this and you won't do that. And I did that for a long time thinking, well, but I need, the, I need that level of money, right? I need to be able to support my whole family with this level of money. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then I realized I was burning out, right? So mm. what do you do? So I took this, what I call the step down. I took this step down job, which was in the same field, but wasn't as much money by a long shot and wasn't as much hours by a long shot and wasn't as much responsibility and it didn't own me. And I was able to re-engage with my family. And then I took a few years later, another step down job that allowed me to build my business Mm. and to do what's something that is exciting and important and purposeful Mm. Mm. and I don't make as much money as I did then and that's okay Mm -hmm. because I still love go 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 but I'm doing it for a whole different reason and in a whole different way and I'm learning so much because I'm confidencing my way through it (laughs) Mm. I love it this is so beautiful it comes full circle Right. It all comes full circle. Other people are going to tell you the way that you're supposed to do it, right? Whether it was your corporate bosses or the doctor when you were giving birth to your beautiful boy. That other people in the world try to tell all of us how to do life. And it's our responsibility and our great privilege to continue to check in with ourselves. What is meaningful to us? What is purposeful to us? What do we need and want. And even if you don't feel confident in whatever it is that you desire and you want, and you're, you're going to fail and you're going to be messy. I fail all the time, Oh God! but we can build, we can look at what we have done and succeeded and let us build you. Angel, I could talk to you forever. You've <laughs> so, you've so much brilliance to share. You have such great stories. I adore you. And I know I need to get to the purpose power play realm. So I love asking my guests a few random questions. And whatever is the first thing that comes to your mind is the correct answer. You ready? I am. Okay, here we go. Question number one. What's one dream that you still have that you want to succeed in? Or at least try. Oh, one dream I want to succeed in. I have very much wanted a particular house. Mm. And it has this amazing vaulted living room with a beautiful staircase 
And um, I, I've had that sketch of that house for a very long time, probably since my teenage years. Mm. And I've lived in many other places since. But I know that someday that that house will be mine. Mm. Yes, it will be or better. I cannot wait. (laughs) I cannot wait to hear. That's so good. So good. Now, we didn't talk about this, but I know that you also write erotica and help people with their sex lives as well. So what is one quick tip that you would give around erotica in people's lives? Oh my God. The same thing that people ask me when they say, what would you tell your younger self? Mm. Have sex as often as possible while you're in the body you're in right now. Mm. You are, do not need to be thinner. You do not need to be younger. You do not need to be more energetic. You just need to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Right. We think, Oh, when I'm 20 pounds less or, Oh, when I no, right now, no, and I right now. That builds our confidence. Right. Because then we're in. Pleasure. Oh, absolutely. Because yeah, as long as you yeah. can get out of your head and you're not like thinking about your butt and if it's too flabby or your cellulite, I mean, God, I used to think about, do I smell okay? You know, all oh my that. God. Yeah. Through that. Whatever that. Yeah. Right. Ladies pleasure. stop thinking about all of that because uh, if he's naked with you in a room, he's good. Yes. Or she, <laughs> Right or them or she, whoever. With you is if there's happy. anyone in a room with you <laughs> naked and you're naked at the same time and they have not, you know, they, they're like, okay, let's do this. All of that should just leave your thought because, you know, it's clearly hasn't been a problem up to this point. Just go. Amen. Oh, I love that so much. So good. So good. Okay, we'll do the last question, which is, when you were a little girl, what did you want to be? When you grew up, oh, I wanted to cure cancer. Oh. I still would like to do that. Um, so, yet, so you shall. Yet, I have not yet, and but I still would. What I'm hearing, the reason I love asking this question, Angel, there is a cancer that you are curing. Yes, and the is. cancer is confidence as a noun that is holding people back. And I am hearing that you are curing that, and we are so grateful for that. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for being on the Purpose Girl podcast. Everyone can find Angel at Confidence is Catchy. And she has a program coming up that you're going to want to check out. Angel, what's the name of that program? That is called Reignite Your Sexy. Ooh, that sounds good. Now you got to tell us 30 seconds what that's about. 30 seconds what that's about? Oh, man, that's about finding your... Well, that's about getting naked a little bit more. That's for sure. So, you know, body confidence and releasing shame, not only about your body, but about sexuality in general Mm. and the fact that we're supposed to enjoy it. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's learning how to flirt. Mm. It's learning how to make your body do what it's designed to do, which is to be a center of pleasure. Mm -hmm. And it's about connecting with yourself and your sensuality even when you don't feel sexy, even when you're tired, even when you're in stress mode, even when you're not confidencing, it's under there. It's, it's under a bunch of layers and we're going to peel those layers off. Oh, oh my gosh. So good. That's an entirely different podcast episode that we will have. Absolutely. To do. Oh my goodness, woman. Okay. So everyone needs to check that out. We've got the links in the show notes. Angel, you've been incredible. You've given us so much to think about. So many nuggets. Thank you, thank you, thank you for being on the Purpose Girl podcast. 
And to all of you out there, thank you for listening. We hope you loved this episode. If you did, go on over to Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen and leave your five-star review. When you leave your five-star reviews, that's how women all over the world, from Argentina to Hong Kong to Macau to the United States, Canada, Nigeria, you name it, women are finding us all over the world because of you and your five-star reviews. So thank you for leaving them. Go on over, take two minutes, leave one now. If you have not yet joined our free Facebook group, we are 1,700 women and growing. You want to go to Facebook. It's free. Look up Purpose Girls, colon, the Women's Happiness Network, and you will find us. And I do Facebook Lives every other week there. We post every couple of days on my team, posting inspiration, thought-provoking journal prompts, you name it, all for you to be your happiest, most alive, most purposeful self. Of course, hop on over to Instagram, follow me at Karen Rockind. And if you haven't yet gotten your Living on Purpose guide, then go to purposegirl.com, download that absolutely free. We are changing the world one woman at a time. So with that, may you live purposefully, may you love yourself, and may you love life. Bye for now.